0: Coming up, Sally Jack shares her passion for the Middle East. She also talks about her holidays of her childhood, the hidden gems that she loves in the UK, her future holiday hotspots, her top tips for fashion, and how to ensure you have the most comfortable flight of your life. I'm Hayley Sparks and welcome to the latest episode of the Travel Podcast. We've got a really exciting one for you today because I'm joined by a very special guest. We have Sally Jacks here. Uh, Sally, you will recognise she's been on TV for over 20 years. She's been on Heart Radio and she was also part of the Reformed Bucks Fizz. So she's travelled all over the world as a singer. So she's travelled with her career and in her personal life and it's a massive massive passion for Sally. And on today's episode, we are also going to be talking about our recent trip to Abu Dhabi and Sally's love and passion of the Middle East. She's got loads of tips, tricks to talk about. Sally, welcome to the channel power. how are you? Really well. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you too. It's lovely to have you here. Um, but for anybody that has missed you on tv and um, maybe you could just start with a little bit more info about yourself and your career today and um, so you
1: talked about the reformed box fizz because it was a reformed it was sort of the late 90s early noughties so it was with um a lovely gentleman called mike nolan who you all know and the funny tale is that i did go from box fizz to as being a solo artist so i traveled um around as well with Ministry of Sound and Clubland and things like that. But it was actually Cheryl Baker from Box Fizz whilst I was doing radio that told me about the job in television. And so the reason why I've had now 13 long years in in telly, because before that it was, you know, kind of dribs and drabs that I was doing, but I've been 13 years in telly now, you know, almost every week, is because of Cheryl Baker from Box Fizz.
0: Wow. Yeah, so she's, she's a really it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's her fault that I'm on. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. I mean, what an exciting, interesting, fast-paced career, which has taken you all over the world. Yeah, it has. And and that's why
1: um I think I love travelling so much because I've done it in I've done it in different areas. I've not just done it with work, but I've also done it personally. And I didn't necessarily really realize how much I traveled um for such a young girl I mean obviously I'm not young now but I remember at the age of 24 being on a boat coming back from the Maldives and you know what you either go on a seaplane or you you boat it into your Mm -hmm. island and my husband um, is a little bit older than me. And I remember going back to the mainland to, to, to fly home from our trip. And on that trip, we'd done Dubai, Sri Lanka, and the, the Maldives in one trip. And I remember him saying to me, I was 24 years old, and he turned to me and he said, I cannot believe for your age how much you've traveled. He said, you've done so much for somebody so young. And I rem- I, rem- I always remember him saying that to me and it's kind of stayed with me and almost made it my kind of passion that this is what I will do. So, you know, normal people buy each other kind of presents for birthdays and Christmas and you will pass a present to somebody. My husband and I don't necessarily like doing that what we will do is we will buy a holiday or we will buy a hotel away somewhere or we will but we will get a cheap city break and we will instead of buying a pair of jeans or a pair of shoes or a handbag my thoughts are i'd much rather buy memories
0: yeah, I absolutely love that. And uh, talking of memories. We were lucky enough to go on a trip together recently just before the end of um last year to Abu Dhabi and uh I thought this is a this is a great a destination to focus on for this episode of the travel podcast because it's a real hot spot right now, isn't it, for winter sun. I will I will tell anybody
1: that's listening to this podcast now If you do not go to Abu Dhabi or the Middle East in your lifetime, you are missing out massively. Mm. It is amazing. And I've been holidaying to the Middle East now for 20 years this year. Wow. 20 years I've been going. I absolutely love it. It was my first time to Abu Dhabi. But for Dubai, for the Middle East, I've been going for 20 years, almost every year apart from COVID. I flipping love it. And Abu Uh, Dhabi was up there
0: with one of the best things I've ever done. Oh, I completely agree with you. But let's start by talking about some of the myths because I think when it comes to Abu Dhabi in the Middle East, sometimes people have these outdated worries, don't they? About, oh well, maybe I can't have a drink over there or I don't know what I can wear, and uh, let's just bust those myths straight away because so we don't want anyone to be held back from going there because it's incredible. I've had some really strange
1: things um, been said to me, and obviously, I, you, I have noticed a change in that twenty years, Hayley. There has been a change, um, so you can have a drink over there. They don't, they don't want you to fall out of clubs drunk and things like that. But of course, nowhere really wants that. When you see an Ibiza and Benidorm, it's not a nice sight. However, you can drink over there. When it's Ramadan, um, they they do scale it right back. And so that will just be in the homes. So you will just be, if you're in self-accommodation, if you've managed to get hold of alcohol and things like that. But as, as for clothing, you can go on the beach, you can go in your bikini. They don't ex- expect anybody to be topless, but you can't be topless in America. And that really is a 1980s thing anyway, isn't it? Nobody does that anymore. Um, but... For me, it's just respecting the country that you're in. So if you're going in the shopping malls, all I would say is just make sure you're covering up your shoulders and whatever you're wearing is just below the knee. It's just being respectful and almost to a degree, a little bit more sophisticated with your dress. You know, instead of wearing your little hot pants and maybe a little bra top like you might do in Ibiza if you're younger, you just cover up a little bit more. That's all I would say. Um, and for me, I haven't I haven't found it an issue at all. So, like I said, I've been going for 20 years. I've never once been stopped when I've been there to say you can't do this, you can't do that. And if you're going to certain destinations where you really do need to cover up, so say, you know, when you and I, when we were in Abu Dhabi, we went to the presidential palace, they will actually give you things to cover up with. Um, so, or you can buy them as cheap as chips from a shop that might be nearby. But all I'd say is pack a longer dress, longer skirt, covering your shoulders and covering your head. If anybody's been to Thailand, it's exactly the same if you go into the temples. Yes
0: it really it's imp- different it's only applicable if you know that you are going to those um areas of interest like the Grand Mosque and places like that the Presidential Palace as you said what I was so impressed by is the fact that actually they will provide you with um, a colour coordinated shawl that you borrow during your trip I had a beautiful purple one to match my outfit um, lent to me which was, was wonderful so you cannot go wrong so even if you get there and you, you're unpacking your case and you think oh no I've forgotten if you go to visit one of those places they do have the available to lend you anyway and it's actually quite a nice experience isn't it being dressed so i wanted you don't have to you
1: could wear a long skirt and a long shirt and just a scarf round your head but I decided, um, because I've got uh, you know a few um, Asian friends, I borrowed one of their their uh, buyers and Shayla. I took two sets out with me, so I had my photos because, of course, you know what we do for Instagram and things like that. I wanted some different pictures whilst I was out there, and I loved them, especially when we got out to the desert. I loved dressing up like that. And you went and bought one, didn't
0: you, when we went to the Grand Mosque? I did. They're really affordable, and I would I would recommend the whole experience. If you love your cultural experiences, if you love doing something different, uh, it's it's such a unique for me. It was such a unique experience to buy um, the traditional outfit, to have um, um, the lady in the shop dress me, to do my headscarf for me. That was part of the whole experience, and it was so lovely. But Abu Dhabi, I would say, is fantastic, Sally, isn't it? Because you can do anything you want there, can't you? You can can holiday the way that you want. So if you're looking for that relaxing, beautiful resort where you just want to chill by the pool, you can do it. But if you want adventure, if you want theme parks, if you want to bring the family, there's something for everyone, isn't there? Yeah, so let's just go
1: back to a solo traveller it's really lovely and safe. I always feel safe yes. when I'm in the Middle East. So if you're a solo traveler, that's going to be great for you. If you're going as a couple and you don't want any kids, then you can find adult um, hotels that don't have any children or you can find those amazing brunches that are absolutely out of this world and um, maybe go on those that are just for the adults and then let's have a look at um, when you've got children so there's there's family packed holidays I remember the, the one of the very first holidays Frankie Jack the first sand that Frankie Jack ever had between his toes was on Jumeirah Beach in Dubai and he, he obviously didn't swim in the sea. I was holding him. Uh, but, you <laughs> yeah. know, he went for a paddle and, you know, in the, and he was only about eight months old. So it is for everybody. And and I just feel that there's an aspect for everybody. So going back to Abu Dhabi, you know, you could go with an, a really relaxing, beautiful kind of spa-esque kind of resort that does a little bit of brunch and has that saxophonist around the, the pool, you know, like once a week or whatever. And then you can delve into a little bit of nightlife if you wanted to but then if you go with a family you can do lots of different water as water sports etc Um, you know there's warner brothers that we went to there's the theme parks that you could go to and there's loads of excursions and in the middle east you'll always find that everything is the biggest in the world or is the best in the world or is the most expensive in the world not meaning it's expensive for you to um to experience it, but it will mean it's the most expensive of what they've put together. Does that make sense? So I just think it covers everybody does the Middle East. And I'm gonna actually state on this podcast now that I believe that once you've holidayed in the Middle East and Abu Dhabi was absolutely sensational. Once you've holidayed in the Middle East, When you land in a hotel anywhere else in the world, you might go a bit, hmm,
0: it's not the same as Abu Dhabi, is it? (laughs) We were talking about that earlier, weren't we, saying that five-star in certain destinations, you kind of accept that it's not going to maybe be the five-star standard that you might expect in the UK. But five-star in Abu Dhabi, to me, is a six, your seven-star. It's another level of five-star. It really is. And you don't get that in a lot of destinations. No, I, star, don't, I don't star. think
1: I've ever experienced it in any other country, Hayley. I always look on, like, um, Abu Dhabi and Dubai and the Middle East, whenever I go out there, I always look on it as, like, you're walking into Harrods everywhere.
0: Yes. It has it's that like luxury feel. Toddlers.
1: Your taxis are Mercedes and they don't stink. <laughs> <laughs> And they're, cr- they're crisp and you walk in and everywhere has an amazing aroma about it. But, you know, like when we went to, where did we go, the sh- Shangri-La? And it had that yeah. amazing aroma about it. You go out to the pool and there's rolled up towels for you. I mean, it is just crackers. You have to experience it. I say that holiday in somewhere like Abu Dhabi, if you go into some of the hotels that we went in, I always look round and think... This is how the Kardashians live.
0: (laughs) It is. You do feel like royalty. And then I roll back to Burnley. (laughs) (laughs) I go back to Essex. I know the (laughs) feeling. And it's, it's not the same. Yeah. It's not the same, and that's why I'm I'm excited that we, we're sharing this with everyone um, who hasn't been before. You listening. have to go. You yeah, have, have to go
1: to experience
0: yeah. it. It is insanely brilliant. And also another great thing is um, if you are someone that travels, but maybe still have to do a little bit of work while you're away, a lot of people are in that boat nowadays. Um, I think the fact that um, we were saying that in the summer, they're three hours ahead. In the winter, it's four yeah. because they don't change the clocks like we do. But with that around a seven hour ish flight from from London and from the UK, um You just don't experience the jet lag. So if you do have to work while you're away, it's so lovely from that point of view. I've done
1: everything in Dubai from a day trip to two days to four days to a week to two weeks. Mm -hmm. So you can do anything that you want to and anything that you plan to, but it's just you're so right in what you're saying with the time difference.
0: Yeah, so Abby's great for
1: weekends away. Absolutely fantastic. So, you know, when um, everybody does bottomless brunches now in the UK, I'm, I mean, I'm not 100% sure, but I'm, I'm, I'm almost 99% sure that's, that's so nicked from the Middle East. And I'm telling you, nobody does a brunch like Abu Dhabi will do a brunch. If you go out there, you have to book a brunch. You have to experience that amazing intake of food and um, whether it's in a, a, a special hotel or whether it's by a pool, you just have to experience it. So make sure you Google before you go, that's gonna be one of my top tips. And if there's certain places that really are raved about as being the top
0: five, then make sure you book before you go. Mm, absolutely. And talking about places to go and things to see, Warner Brothers World, coming from somebody you described. <laughs> and- chicken <laughs> um, because I I am such a baby I hate rides I had I'm the opposite of an adrenaline junkie so on the trip uh, uh, when we were going to Warner Brothers World I was looking forward to it but I, I thought this is probably not going to be my particular cup of tea but it was one of my favourite experiences in Abu Dhabi and um, did not I loved it I absolutely loved it, oh, it was I didn't know fantastic. that was because you don't have to be a thrill seeker, do you? Because it's, it's all about the Warner Brothers world and all the characters that you grew up with and um, whether it's Flintstones or Tweety Pie or anything like that, I kind of didn't even piece together with all the Warner Brothers films and Batman. and everything. I didn't even realise it all came under a Warner Brothers umbrella, which might sound a silly thing to say, but you don't always associate those um, characters or films you don't always think through oh it's a warner brothers creation but when you see it all together you realize what a powerhouse warner brothers are and and it, and because it's indoor as well but with this the way that they do the ceiling it's this beautiful sky you feel like you're in another world don't
1: you yeah now i'm a disney junkie so for me anything that i go to that's like that i absolutely love i'm i could take or leave rides i just like seeing the, I think it's because my creative head. I love seeing how they put it all together and like you said the sky and the colours and the characters and again I'm not a, I'm not a massive movie buff like a lot of people are so I'm the same as you, I might see a character and go oh is that Warner Brothers world, I didn't realise but yeah I was the same as you I did go on a few rides but that was in Ferrari, I did do a few in Warner Brothers but I did do some in the Ferrari world which was absolutely exceptional what I loved is one of the top tips that we got when we were there because we stayed at the Hilton didn't we on Yasai island and that is brilliant for families because uh, there were so many restaurants so much to do that's where all your theme parks are um but if you stayed in that particular hotel they offered you um there was four places where you could visit and that was Warner Brothers Ferrari World it was the water park and there was one more and you could have depending on how many nights that you stayed in that hotel you got one ticket for the whole family for one of those so if you stay just say you went for four nights um, with all your family you could do each one of those theme parks and you didn't have to pay i've never seen that anywhere i mean that was
0: phenomenal wasn't it yeah and warner brothers hotel as well where you'll get free access to warner brothers world and uh, we we visited that hotel which is Wow, it's like a museum, isn't it, for Warner Brothers, but all of the films, the memorabilia, I'd recommend to stay or at the very least, uh, you know, see if you can book dinner there or something.
1: Or the, re- uh, the you could go to the restaurant Well, we had a beautiful meal. There was a saxophonist, a singer. It was phenomenal, beautiful surroundings. It wasn't tacky in any way. It was done in a very upmarket, um, beautiful way, it was the Warner Brothers Hotel. And actually, it's the only one in the world, so you can't stay in one. In America, they they have built the only one on Yas Island in Abu Dhabi. So if you want to experience that, I mean the hotel rooms were phenomenal, and the poolside. Are you ready for this? Are you ready? If you love your films, the poolside had the biggest TV. I think it was the same size as my house. It was humongous and you could sit out at night because obviously it's very warm still at night when you're in Abu Dhabi and watch a film with your family. And then if you're going and you haven't got children, you could get, do you remember the, the, the bar right at the top? Yeah. It had those beautiful beds that were in the pool and you could mm-hmm. get, um, you know, like silver
0: service. It was phenomenal. It's so special. It really is. And what did you do, Sally, when we were about to go home? And uh, you may have uh, jumped into a certain waterfall. Oh, yeah. Well, first of all,
1: I think I was the only one that went out and met the characters. Um, Daffy Duck and... um... Oh, who was the other one that I met? And they were dressed in their bed clothes. So they come down in their bed clothes to meet the kids before they go to bed in reception. So I went and had my picture take on that. That's all on my YouTube, um, on my channels and Sally Jacks TV, Mom, if you want to go and have a look at it. And then when, what they have outside the hotel, they have the family, um, not the family, the friends' um, fountain, don't they? And the sofa, which actually... Um, six months i think it was six months previous or the the, the previous year gary and i and my, and my son uh, frankie jack we sat on the original in la on the lot um in the in warner brothers lot so i was like i've got to sit on this and i've got and then when everybody's having their pictures taken i thought well it wasn't it wasn't just me it was ali she was <laughs> from etty had holidays she was pushing me um but she was a great girl and I got into um the fountain and run round like the 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 Friends um stars did. Of course I'm not a star, but I got in and ran round
0: it and I loved it, but I wet my dress through. So next time you watch the opening scenes in Friends when they uh, they're in the water fountain I and did the- picture. Picture Sally Jacks uh, hitching up her her, her dress and uh, just kicking around in the water because it, it was absolutely fantastic. And uh, yes, we do need to talk about Etihad's holidays because they were fantastic, oh. weren't they? And, and and let's start with the flight because we obviously flew with with Etihad airways and the the plane was like a double decker we got to look round, didn't we all of the the um the first class and the 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 super super luxury seating and the booths and the tvs up there and it was it was fabulous wasn't it it was amazing
1: they are i don't know what flight it was and what the what the aircraft is called but they actually have like a room don't they that has a lounge Mm -hmm. a shower. And it was just something phenomenal if you wanted to, I mean, listen, I'll never be going in there because I think it's more than my house to (laughs) pay to fly. But you just can't believe that people actually fly that way. But we actually got into the first class lounge so we had, I don't normally drink on flights or before flights. Like that's one of my tips that I'm going to give a little bit later. But because I was experiencing that, we had a little bit of a tipple, didn't we? We had a little bit of a glass of champagne and something mm. to eat. But Etty had holidays, treated us so well, didn't they? And Ali was just yes. number one. She was amazing.
0: I really would strongly recommend if you're heading to Abu Dhabi that that you Oh, consider. without a shadow of a doubt. <laughs> going with Etty had yeah. holidays. So they they really were were phenomenal, and um, although they're actually separate, Etihad Airways. For me personally, when I go back to Abu Dhabi, I would I would book through them because the service was fantastic. The um you know the, it's just another level. Even when you're flying in economy, it feels more special than your average, in my opinion, your average economy flight. It's
1: not you know it's not your normal cattle flying. That's what I always say. It's not your normal cattle.
0: No. No. So it really was fantastic. So we hope that we have done enough to um, just whet your appetite. Uh, Do do consider Abu Dhabi. It is the place to be. So definitely consider it for your next trip. But Sally, before... Oh, hang on. No, you've got to mention the desert. You cannot.
1: Oh, gosh, yeah. Absolutely. That was the highlight. Yours might have been Warner Brothers. Mine was the... The desert, I have, it, it It was spectacular on another level. Now, I wouldn't recommend going out there for a week or two weeks unless you are somebody that just lies on your back by the pool and doesn't want to move. That's fine. But for me, I'd definitely be going out there. So I'd be doing Abu Dhabi and I'd be trying to do two destinations while I was there. And I'd do three, four days out in the um, Anantara uh I think I've pronounced this right. Is it Kasar al-Arab? Quesa al-Sarab. Quesa al-Sarab. <laughs> and I would go and have three or four days there. You could do the excursions where you could do the camel riding out in their own habitats, you know, out in the desert. You could do the Jeep thing. You could do archery. You could do horse riding. Um, And then you're seeing those beautiful sunsets and sunrises. And actually, the hotel itself looks like something out of Indiana Jones movie set. But then you walk into absolute top-notch decadence. I've never been anything anywhere, anywhere in the world like it, Haley. I think I shed a tear when I
0: arrived. Yeah. It was that outstanding, and I truly mean that. And not in—I don't mean this to come across in a boastful way, but in my career as a travel presenter, I am um, very fortunate to, um, especially when you're filming travel documentaries. They do take you to the best of the best. But so for something to stand out when I've been able to film in the best of the best is it's not easy to do, mm-hmm. but that was exceptional. And I will never forget that moment walking through those doors and being surrounded by sand dunes because it's so unique. And even if you are a luxury traveler and you think you've seen it all, I would say if you want something that's going to impress you when it's hard to impress you you've got to you've got to experience it you know it's what normal. i think
1: it is sensational for anybody for 3 or 4 days i definitely do it if you're going to propose mm. and i definitely do it if it's part of your honeymoon yes of a chance, you baby maldives, moon
0: maldives mauritius indian ocean a top tip is maybe rather than having perhaps 2 weeks where you're going to have that really kind of beachy break on your way stop off in the desert for two or three nights and break up the holiday and you can even go out into the desert they take you out at night on a trip where you can stargaze and the sky because obviously you're two and a half hours to you can get there so you're right in the middle of of nature, there's no pollution. The sky and the stars that you see is like nothing you probably will have been able to see with a naked eye before. So imagine how romantic that would be. 100% in my head, I will be there again. Me too. So the question that I was actually going to lead into was where is your most memorable trip? And this has obviously been one of those memorable ones for you. I think the desert. Um, was possibly
1: the most memorable that mm. I think and breathtaking, um, tearful, giving you goosebumps. Emotions. Yeah. And because we were, um, obviously, we were upgraded to, you know, beautiful rooms. Th- these were like rooms that I see like JLo in, <laughs> <laughs> the Kardashians, and I'm like, this is me from Burnley. What am I doing <laughs> in this? my uh, own private pool. Mm-hmm. You know, and the bathroom was bigger than my lounge. <laughs> Home. Yeah. It was like, I couldn't quite it was just it was outstanding. And I think if you can experience that for one, two, or three nights, if you can do that on an excursion where you're where you're putting it into something else, or you might be doing Yes Island in Abu Dhabi, I would say you've definitely got to do it. Another place that, which is complete opposite. And um, the hotels will never be like what this is like. You won't be able to swing a cat in it. And that is New York. New York always makes me tingle whenever I go there. So I've been to New York quite a bit. Uh, I think we've been about seven or eight times, always at Christmas time. So it always has that beautiful air about it. Um, And that makes me tingle because it's like you're looking at a movie set everywhere you go. So that's possibly another destination. And again, that's another destination that you'd only do for three or four days. You wouldn't really want to do any longer. I think I'd have been in pain if I had a done, because I got shin splints because we walked that far and we did that much. Uh, and that was amazing, absolutely amazing. But the hotels, you'll never find anything like that, have <laughs>
0: It is out of this world. Let's go back to your childhood, Sally. What What were your holidays like growing up? Right. So I'm from a family of four. So I'm
1: uh, I'm the third child. Yeah, third child. So two older brothers and a younger sister. And um, so we didn't have money really to go abroad. And I think really looking back to those days, because it would have been kind of the eighties going into the early nineties. You didn't really go away as much abroad i mean i know that the holidays and the package holidays were there but like we had there was a girl at school she was called julie and she used to go away for two weeks to spain and it was like and she used to come out of school to do it two weeks before we broke up she did the same thing every year with her parents but there was there was two parents and two children with them and and i remember us going oh they're rich they're going to speak. <laughs> um, <laughs> we um we were Wales. Um we were a place called Aberdaren in Wales and we used to go to a farm cottage and I, I have to say some of the best memories ever and we still now as adults still take all the kids back we don't go to the same farmhouse cottage that we stayed in but we go back to a place that's very near called Abersock If anybody knows it, I would highly recommend it. And um, it's just such a memorable place and such a beautiful place as well. So I've got great memories. And actually I used to sometimes come back with a better tan than my friends that went abroad because it's, <laughs> it's, it's the Lynn Peninsula. So it's known for having extraordinarily beautiful weather. Um, although, since I've been an adult and going there, it always rains. But when oh. I was a kid, it was always sunshining and it was glorious. So for me, it was beautiful. But I didn't go abroad till I was 12 years old. And the first holiday we went to was a place called Ben or Madina, um, which is on the Costa del Sol. And that was because my auntie had moved out there. So we went and stayed in one of her apartments. And then the year after, um, we went to a place called um Salou. And then um from then onwards, I think it was um, so then I would have been kind of 14, 15, we went back to Ben on Madina, and then we started um and then I started obviously girly holidays. So it was like Tenerife Place de las Americas where you're partying and coming out and all the rats running around everywhere. Oh! <laughs> um, which wasn't great but it was cheapo holidays because you're young isn't it and you're trying to get and you don't care when you, you don't play. care, you don't care that them. there's a leak and then there's a saucepan in the living room all you care about is what your heels look like when you're going out on a night out. Um, (laughs) But obviously as you get older, you want the finer things in life, don't you? So I've got great memories of when I was a kid, especially with um, Wales. They they were just superb. But obviously getting out and seeing more of the world uh, means so much to me. One of my biggest tips that I would give is that if you are booking um, a holiday, don't be... Obviously, everybody's got to have their bucket list. Yeah, you've got to have your bucket list. And I've got a bucket list of where I still want to go. And that's fine. But I'm always, I'm I'm um, a bit of a bargain hunter. So I will say, and I would state, right, who's got a deal on at the moment? Where am I going to go? So it's almost like you're taking a map and you're going with a pin. Where am I going to go? And that's what I do. So last year- <laughs> open-minded open-minded so last year I did a fantastic city break in June and I only went there because it was as cheap as chips and I went to Stockholm in Sweden and it was brilliant and I would highly recommend it I wouldn't have thought about going there but I did it because they were a deal
0: yeah so it's nice to mix your luxury kind of trips that you save up for, you're memorable. I know you've you recently done Lapland and the, the, the Disney and things like that, where you spend a lot of money, but that's a great tip actually to if you do have maybe a little bit of cash and you just want to, you know, keep an eye on, the, on, the, on the, uh, the, the special offers and the deals. And of course, like on the Wow app, it might just surprise you and take you somewhere, like you said, that you wouldn't have gone otherwise. And I love that. All that Wow app I'm on every single day, checking out what
1: those deals are going to be.
0: And for
1: Christmas, my husband and I have just put money in a pot. And so we will spend that on a trip. And that will be a trip that comes up or speaking to a travel consultant and saying to them, what deals have you got on at the moment and having a look what's around. And then we'll go, right, we'll take that one and we'll do that. So I think, you know, but that on the other hand, we always have a family holiday every year and we've been going for, I think it's about 24 years now to the same hotel in Marbella, it's actually in Estepona, and we absolutely love it. But you're not seeing the world, because we've seen that, we've done it, but we go for downtime, time with the family, we know all the restaurants that are near. But actually, when I want to see the world, it's going and seeing, and pinpointing and going right I'm going to go there I'm going to go there I'm going to go there do you know what I mean or Mm -hmm. or or just saying to yourself you know what what's the deal that's around at the moment and be like you said
0: be open-minded and have a look what's around yeah it's great just push yourself out of your comfort zone and just experience somewhere let it surprise you i absolutely um love that now before i let you go sally we just want to touch on um obviously you're known on tv for your your fashion live tv shows and um, your love of fashion and if uh, anyone listening like me i always want to know like have you got an airport outfit like, how do you like to travel because it really varies some people dress up some people dress down So I always wear like the same kind of sweatshirt on the way out. I don't know why. It's just a little thing that I do. What's your style for airports? So I've got a couple of um, tips for traveling. One of them
1: is always wear flight socks. I don't care how long your flight is, everybody balloons up and it really helps with that swelling on a flight. So flight socks are imperative. Um, So I never ever, ever venture on any flight without mine. Secondly, I never drink because that also makes you swell on a flight. I always take copious amounts of water in if I can, and that's really good for the skin. Thirdly, is that I will always dress as comfortable as possible, but I still want to look smart. I'll never wear heels, I'll always be in a trainer because I also, I know this sounds really morbid, I think about a situation that if anything was to happen, I need to be as comfortable as anything. And if I'm suited and booted and trussed up like a turkey with a pair of heels on, if I'm stuck in a situation that's gonna make it more difficult. So for me, um, I'm gonna mention a brand here if you don't mind. I love Susie D Joggers. So I travel with those. So I'm always with a pair of joggers, pair of trainers. I have a matching hoodie that goes with it. And then I'll always carry a tote bag that carries a majority of stuff in there. I always carry an extra pashmina with me that can go around my shoulders because often the blankets that they give you or don't give you if you're on a shorter haul flight when the air conditioning's coming in, if it's cold, I want to be warm. I always carry my pillow with me. So then even if it's a half hour flight or an hour flight or an hour and a half, if I want to close my eyes, I can do. I'll often take a bottle of water that I have bought in in the airport on with me so I can jug away at that water so I'm replenishing and and being good for my skin if you're on a long haul flight I highly recommend that because they give you piddly bits of water like this and you're forever asking and then another thing and I'm really strange for doing that and I'm about to put something on my um uh, YouTube channel and on my socials about this did you you wouldn't have seen me when we were in I don't know whether you saw me with this so basically when I get on a flight I take all my makeup off if I'm on a long haul so I learned this from a beautician years ago because obviously the air and it's circulating and they're not refreshing it and um, you know you've got your makeup on if you're a seven hour flight or eleven hour flight I remove all my makeup I cleanse, tone and moisturize. And I also take one of those packets of a 99p face mask, you know, that you put over you. So I've actually got a picture of myself on the plane with this face mask on. And, and they were like looking at me as if to say, who the heck are you? And then, um, so I always do that on long haul flights as well. So that means that when you land, you're not tired because you've been drinking plenty of water. You've also, sorry to say, don't laugh. But a lot of people can suffer with a little bit of um, bowel problems when they're <laughs> flying because it knocks you out of sync. If you're drinking your water, it's keeping everything replenished. So it's keeping you healthy from inside. Um, and also as well, it's good for the skin. So those are my top tips that I w- oh, And also my headphones, because the headphones they give you are always useless on a book. Oh that's a amazing. list, isn't
0: it? Oh you've made me want to book a flight now. I want to have that I want to take a face mask. That is absolutely fantastic. And uh finally, um Tell us, where where have you got on your bucket list or have you got any trips coming up this year you're excited about? Where are you off to next? So
1: um, this year we've got a couple of things booked. Um, Obviously, we always do Disney every year, so I will be going to Disney in September. We always do the Marbella trip, so we'll be doing that in in June. Um, I'm looking forward to that. We'll probably go away in March, but it's going to be a pinpoint of where we go, I'll just take a deal of wherever we're going because that's my birthday. On my bucket list, um, I absolutely, there's two things that that I've got to um, definitely tick off and that's a safari and Australia. I definitely want to, there's probably more than that, but those are two definite things that I want to do um, because I just want to experience that in nature, but I also want to see the other side of the world. And I can't believe I've, I've come to the age that I am now and I haven't done Um, I haven't done Australia yet. Oh, there's one more. I also want to go skiing. Because I'm a freelancer, self-employed, I've never gone skiing because I've been frightened of breaking my leg and then not being able to work. And that holiday costing me more. But actually going to Lapland in November of 2023 was such an amazing experience. It makes me want to
0: experience going going on a skiing trip oh well there's loads of variety there sally as well i i know that i know you i know you will make it happen um it's been so lovely to chat with you today on the travel podcast get all your tips tricks and uh your insights into abby w as well uh where can people find you because you've got a really uh fabulous youtube channel and uh obviously you're on tv so where can people find you so um my
1: all, all my handles are all the same so it's sally jacks tv mom if you want to follow me and it's basically all about family life all about um I, i'll cover stuff on television um i'm very creative so these things that i do outside my house for halloween you'd have to go and have a look at it to understand and christmas and then it's about fashion and travel as well so it's, it's a whole basically
0: lifestyle um that's what i'm all about Oh, fantastic. Well, everyone, I highly recommend go and check Sally out thank on her socials and YouTube channel. Sally, thank you so much. It's been a brilliant episode. And thank you for listening. I hope you have enjoyed it. Make sure you stay tuned for the next episode will be coming up soon. And of course, if you are looking to travel, then you know what to do. Get in touch with your travel consultant. And if you need to find your nearest travel consultant, just head to the Not Just Travel website, type in your postcode, and you will be given a list of your closest travel consultants who are ready and waiting to help you find your dream destination. And as we mentioned in this week's episode, do not forget to download the WOW Travel app. You've got new offers coming up every week, uh, whether it's cruise um, or um, land offers, negotiated deals, I would highly recommend the WOW app. So I've been Haley Sparks and this is the Travel Podcast. I will see you in the next episode. On next week's episode, I'll be interviewing country music singer Phil Mack, star and owner of the TV channel Music and Memories. I'll see you then.